Praise to the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He sent his angel and rescued his servants who trusted in him. They violated the king's command and risked their lives rather than serve or worship any god except their own god. Daniel 3, verse 28. Welcome to Canaan Bound Podcast. This podcast is designed to offer Christians rest during life's journey. Canaan Bound Podcast features devotional segments by pastors serving in the Wisconsin Evangelical Lutheran Synod, along with church history, mission news, and music by various Christian artists who support our teaching. My name is Philip Wells, and this is episode 71. We begin today by taking a moment with the Master, with Pastor Aaron Nitz. Welcome to A Moment with the Master. Uh, The passage from God's Word that we're focusing on is from the book of Daniel, chapter 3, verse 28. Um, It's uh, part of the account of uh, the the servants of God, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, when, uh, when they were thrown into a fiery furnace. After that took place, Nebuchadnezzar said this, Then Nebuchadnezzar said, Praise be to the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who has sent his angel and rescued his servants. They trusted in him and defied the king's command, and were willing to give up their lives rather than serve or worship any god except their own god. Take a moment and think about your home, your life, your things. What exactly are you willing to give up if you had to? God wants us to be willing to give up everything, indeed our very lives themselves, rather than deny him. These three men were willing to be thrown into a blazing furnace rather than deny God. Well, what about us? A little compromise with the devil here, a little indulging of our sinful flesh there, a little flirtation with temptation here. How ready and willing we can be to fall into sin. Remember, these guys were willing to be burnt to a crisp rather than deny God. That's amazing. But who were they? Perfect saints? Not at all. They were just like you and me, sinful human beings. Sinful humans for whom God in love sent his Son to lay down his life. Sinful humans for whom Jesus suffered the fires of hell. Sinful humans who are forgiven. You are forgiven. A God who is willing to do that for smelly sinners like you and me is the only God to be faithful to, even to death. And because God has forgiven you, you can stand faithful to him, even to the point of giving up your life. Why? Because you know that when you die, he will welcome you to eternal life in the paradise of heaven. What in life could possibly be more important than that? I'm keeping that eternal focus so are you. May the Lord richly bless your day in Him. Our first song today is For God So Loved the World by the Martin Luther College Choir. Martin Luther College is a ministry college training pastors and teachers for the Wisconsin Evangelical Lutheran Synod. You can find out more about Martin Luther College at mlc-wels.edu.
Next up, we join Pastor Tim Smith with God's Word for you. God's Word for you, Job 22, verses 1 to 11. Then Eliphaz the Temanite replied. This chapter is the last time Eliphaz speaks in the book. We're left with the impression that Eliphaz loves his friend Job and loves and worships the true God as well. His failure is to understand Job's real dilemma. And since neither Job nor his friends knew about the conversation between God and Satan that we've read, Eliphaz's failure, I think, is understandable. In his last speech, Eliphaz keeps trying to make Job see his sin, although he makes false accusations. But he praises the greatness of God, and he makes one last appeal to Job to repent. Verses 2 to 4. Can a man be of benefit to God? Can even a wise person benefit him? What pleasure would it give the Almighty if you were righteous? What would he gain if your ways were blameless? Is it for your piety that he rebukes you and brings charges against you? Well, is there anything that I do that truly benefits God? We're his creation, not his friendly neighbors. I have no garden hose to help my neighbor put out his, my, 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 my God to help put out his fire. I have no cup of sugar to lend to him. I can't kindly shovel the sidewalk of my aging neighbor, the Lord, but I can serve him. God, in his kindness, gives me all these things to do for his people. He sends us as his ambassadors to benefit mankind and to bring the gospel to the world. In verse 4, Eliphaz accuses Job of having no piety. And the irony is that Job's piety is exactly what brought Satan's attack down on Job's head. A more sinful man, a less righteous man, would not have suffered the way Job did. Eliphaz and his other friends are more guilty of their accusations than Job is. Verses 5 to 11. Is not your wickedness great? Are not your sins endless? You demanded security from your relatives for no reason. You stripped people of their clothing, leaving them naked. You gave no water to the weary, and you withheld food from the hungry. Though you were a powerful man, owning land, an honored man, living on it, and you sent widows away empty-handed and broke the strength of the fatherless. That is why snares are all around you, why sudden peril terrifies you, and why it is so dark you can't see, why a flood of water covers you. Jesus tells us that at the resurrection on the last day, he will accuse those on his left hand of many things. I was hungry and you gave me nothing to eat, he'll say, although they will cry out, Lord, when did we see you hungry? And he'll say, I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. And when did we see you thirsty? And he will say, I was a stranger and you did not invite me in. When did we see you a stranger? And he will say, I needed clothes and you did not clothe me. And when did we see you needing clothes? And he will say, I was sick and in prison. And you did not look after me. Well, when did we see you sick or in prison? And he will answer them, I tell you the truth, whatever you did not do for one of the least of these, you did not do for me. And they will go away into eternal punishment. We can say that Job was not guilty of the things for which Eliphaz accused him. But what about ourselves? God does not command us to live, to give away all our possessions and give them away to poor, and he certainly doesn't ask anyone to become like Robin Hood, balancing the economy through theft, robbery, extortion, or blackmail. What God does want from us is repentance. He invites us to turn away from sin, to avoid temptation wherever we can, and to turn to him. Avoiding temptation is not altogether impossible. We can't avoid every temptation, but we can avoid situations where we know we certainly will be tempted, 
I know of a divorce attorney who recently estimated that of about 4,000 divorces his firm handled last year, 900 or so, about a quarter, listed Facebook as one of the cases, one of the causes of their marriage trouble. One or both spouses used the facility to reconnect with old friends, leading to infidelity, distrust, and the destruction of their marriage. That was a temptation that could have and should have been avoided. Through the grace of God, we have the ability to say no to temptation and to turn to God for help and strength. Turn to him, and his forgiveness is there for you. Jesus Christ gave up his life on the cross to atone for the guilt of all of our sins. Stop trying to balance the account of your own sin. Drop the sins and turn to Jesus. His gift to you is everything you need. In Christ, I'm Pastor Tim Smith. This is God's word for you. And now it's time for Freedom in Christ with Pastor Mark Falk. Galatians 5, 16 to 18, The Struggle. So I say, live by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the sinful nature. For the sinful nature desires what is contrary to the Spirit, and the Spirit what is contrary to the sinful nature. They are in conflict with each other, so that you do not know and not do what you want. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under law. This is the Reader's Digest condensed version of Romans 7, where Paul describes in detail the normal struggle of flesh versus spirit in the Christian heart. There are no capitals in Greek, so whether we translate spirit with a small s or spirit with a large s is a matter of debate. By the way, it does not end up affecting the meaning very much. There should almost certainly be spirit with a small s. This is the fight between the new man of faith or woman of faith and the old man of sin, the old Adam, passed down from generation to generation, beginning with the very first Adam, man, in the garden. These are two fiercely opposite forces. Paul almost throws up his hand in despair in Romans 7 as he describes the internal warfare of the heart, his heart. I would suggest that if you have never felt this war, the reality of your faith may be in doubt. You are at the least living in a spiritual fairy tale land, a Disneyland of the soul. After pounding away at the concept of freedom in Christ, Paul has come to the point where he urges those who are free to live lives that are appropriate for those who have been freed from sin. The old Adam is inclined always to say, Woohoo, heaven is mine. Nothing, not even my own sin, can steal away my forgiveness and my inheritance in paradise. I am free to sin without fear. Let's have at it. The new man of faith is appalled at such an idea. It would be much like getting a check for a million dollars in the mail and proceeding to do everything possible to offend the donor. God forbid. Frankly, I seldom worry that serious Christians who have truly digested the reality of forgiveness, life, and salvation freely offered, freely given, are long content to continue in old habits of sin or to seek new ways to abuse God's grace. Those who have a true faith life, spirit, are never content with the holiness of their walk. The law bites them deeply, though they are free from it. But when we are free children of God, we are no longer under the heavy hand of the law. We can fight our battle against the flesh throughout the day, and go to sleep to the sweet smell of forgiveness. 
Our nighttime dreams may be disturbed with sinful desires that we are not even conscious to control. And yet we can begin our day with the sad confession of sin and the smile of sin forgiven. We are truly free, not under law. And this is precisely why we joyfully strive to keep God's holy law better each day. We may sometimes be dismayed that the struggle must continue even into old age, but then we think of Christ and our freedom once again, and a smile steals across our hearts. Struggle on, saints of God, for you are free. We end our time today with Koine. Lord Jesus, you have come in love. Stranger, sick and ill. 
been listening to Kane and Bound Podcast, episode 71. This podcast was first shared in June of 2014. Visit CaneandBoundPodcast.com to find links to the artists featured in this show. We thank them for their support and hope that you will help support them. Once again, my name is Philip. It was a privilege to be your host for this episode. We encourage you to visit Wells.net to find a Wells ministry location near you. Thanks for listening.